Ahoy there, legendary listener. Welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. My name is Lauren Quellhurst, and this podcast journeys into the world of people from all walks of life. And through the power of communication, I aim to shine light on topics that will ultimately add value. It's designed to inspire, ignite, and uplift the speaker and listener through exposing the beauty that exists within the raw and the real. It's a wherever, whenever kind of podcast where you can find an episode to match your mood, the weather, or the company. If you or someone you know has a story that will add value, please get in touch and we'll aim to get them onto the podcast. So get ready for the value to come. Get set with your favorite tea or coffee for the run. And let's go. Let's dive deep, shine some light, and have some fun. And so the halo effect begins. Before we jump right into the episode today, I just want to check in to see whether you are living the life that you deserve and the life of your dreams. So what I'm super passionate about is kind of acknowledging where you've come from and guiding you with positive influence to where you want to go. And this reflects in all of the work that I do. So I don't just work one job. I don't just teach yoga. I also have other businesses where I'm recruiting other people like myself who have a really high energy and have this desire to want to connect to other souls from all sorts of areas. And this is also a means to be able to have passive income coming in from many different streams. So if that is something that you are interested in and want to know more about it, please reach out to me and you can get in contact with me via my phone number or my Instagram or my Facebook or email. And I've provided all of that in the show notes and you'll be able to find me. So I really, really look forward to hearing from you, connecting with you and potentially even working with you. Let's do this. So welcome to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast and I'm so excited to introduce to you Julia Dijon and we were just trying to figure out just moments before who the heck connected with who and where we met from and we think it might have been from Wealth Mastery which is a Tony Robbins event and beautiful Julia also likes to be known as Jules and she's around 30 years old and or 30 years young if you can see her on this video if you're watching the replay on YouTube um, and she's a holistic health coach who's new to the coaching realm initially going into the role to work with stressed out teachers um, most of the clients that she's worked with before, you know, they've, they've kind of come through a similar story, which I think when we find our passion and where we move through in life, we, we attract the people that we're meant to at the right time. So it's in areas of life which cover relationships, health, money, mindset, supporting others going through mental health or dealing with mental health struggles in their family. And she's just finding her own way of how she can best support them, um, especially through things like goal setting. So I'm super curious to see 
um, how our conversation evolves throughout this chat because like I said we've we've connected on social media and we already feel like we know each other but I also feel like there's a huge story behind why Jules does what she does and her path to leading there so without further ado I'm going to introduce Jules and get her to speak for herself as to you know anything else she wants to bring into her introduction but basically I love to know like how did you end up here and and what really was the catalyst for you doing all of the beautiful work that you do Jules? Hey thanks Lauren thanks for having me on um so I first came into the coaching realm probably about 18 months to two years ago where I had gone through um if we backtrack it a little bit, I went through a bit of a health journey and through going through that health journey, I discovered personal development. And from personal development, I ended up meeting a number of different coaches and working with a number of different coaches. And it was sort of middle of last year that a couple of the coaches had said to me, had I ever thought about doing coaching myself? And I never really saw myself as a coach because I, my whole career has been teaching in early childhood. And I ended up realizing that actually I do coaching quite naturally anyway in my job with mentoring and supporting stressed out teachers and so that just kind of came about and so I sort of dipped my toe in the water and made the decision that that's where I wanted to pivot and have been working towards that for the last sort of nearly a year now um yeah so did it a, feel like a natural progression to go into that or did it feel also weird to define it as a role when you'd been doing it for so long like oh I thought I just naturally did it but there's kind of a framework behind ways that I can maybe help more teachers or have a more niched market that's separate from the early childhood stuff yeah so um I didn't realize at first that I actually did it quite naturally and then when it was having those conversations around what is your niche and worked with a couple of co coaches around that it, it became more natural and more okay this is I can reach more people like my time as a teacher is sort of feels like it's coming to an end especially going into the next chapter of my life which is motherhood mm -hmm. um so yeah, it just made me realize that I can do so much more for other people on a one-on-one -on -one basis as opposed to um, the, where I'm currently at at the moment. Absolutely. And like with childhood and, and all of that teaching side of stuff, is that something that was a, that you kind of landed a job in and you, it was like a dream job for you or something that you'd like really work towards or was it more like a oh I just ended up in this job and I don't know why I'm still here <laughs> no so I'd always wanted to be a teacher I'd never seen myself doing anything else um and ever since I was little I'd always thought that I'd do primary school but ended up falling into early childhood yeah. and then um yeah I left school at 16 had um done my diploma and then my bachelor and graduated by the time I was 21 with both of those and then just worked my way around uh private community-based um up to management and everywhere in between wow 
Yeah, it's so nice yeah. to um to have had that clarity from, I guess, from the get-go and to really have followed that through because I'm sure that you're seeing as well in your coaching um, transition how important all of that background foundational work is in terms of like understanding the systems and I guess where stressed teachers or stressed parents are coming from like you speak their language you understand their worlds and that's how I'm sure it's very natural for the progression of people just finding you and it's like oh where have all of these people come from but you know it's not until someone like you steps up and takes it to the next level that you know you can actually guide them to that next place instead of just I guess circulating in the chaos because I remember you know, when you're a kid, you just think school's school. But I, I feel like now I look at things so from an observatory point of view and I just think school, I'm not really sure of how the system actually works and if it's like what your viewpoint on the schooling system is and whether you're more like pro-homeschool or um, certain schools there in New Zealand. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, for sure. So I was always coming from the space of that, like, um, we have something called, I don't know if you have it in Australia, but we have something called chartered schools. Um, that's becoming quite a big thing over here. Uh, it's quite American. It's very, um, there's a lot, it's, it's a different point of view. It's a different way of teaching and that sort of thing. And as I learned early on, every child learns differently. And, and in New Zealand, we have a early childhood curriculum called Tifariki, and we know that children learn holistically and um, as as we know like everyone learns differently whether it's um, kinesthetic whether it's visual whether it's by doing whether it's theory there's all these different aspects and as I've grown as a teacher and as I've gone through the teaching career I've noticed more and more the different styles and for me it was like now that I'm having my own child it's um it's made me really open my eyes up to different opportunities and different possibilities of ways of um allowing them to be and express themselves and not necessarily go down that traditional schooling path that we were all like conditioned to go through growing up mm. yeah for some reason I always thought you um when we spoke you already sounded so much like a mum and I'm like doesn't she, she has like 10 kids or something and then I don't know where I got this number in my head and then you're telling me like oh I'm just pregnant pregnant with my first and you know I, I love that you've got this really natural maternal energy that you know that would transfer across in your teaching I'm sure kids would be like probably like a second or a third mum to a lot of them um, but I also I, just wanted, <laughs> yeah, what's that? I was just going to say, I always joke when people say, how many kids do you have? And I'll say, oh, I've got like 25 kids, depending on how many I'm teaching. <laughs> Maybe that's where, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I honestly just had this number in my head. I'm like, no, she's got 10 kids and maybe they're adopted. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> just add it into her bio. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> but a huge congratulations to getting pregnant girl because I know that something that you know you've shared in a part of your story that you haven't actually shared on here and and you can go into this or you don't have to but um yeah I I noticed that it was like an IVF process for you and that it like your body wasn't in a place of being able to um 
kind of do that and I'd love to hear more of whether that was related to your health journey or whether there's been like ongoing problems in like the wound space or anything and um, just how the process of actually having a baby in your belly feels now it must be such a gift it totally is I'm an open book when it comes to my fertility journey um, so this has been going back probably eight to ten years and I'd gone overseas gone traveling um, came back decided to go off the pill um, told my partner we'd been together for about five or six years at that point yeah. um, and then we tried for a couple of years and then things were just not happening so then we decided to go and get some checks done and cut a long story short because it is quite a long story and I do have a private Facebook group if anyone <laughs> wants to find out more about that side um, just around that journey we basically got told the wrong information and basically for a couple of years there and what we found out was that we had unexplained infertility so in a nutshell nothing was wrong physically on my side and nothing was wrong on my partner's side but basically we just went gelling um, and then part of uh, going into all the personal development stuff I kind of felt like that was part of the healing process to be able to get ready to go through the IVF last year. Um, and there was a lot of work that was done from a mental, emotional, spiritual point of view, as well as physical with my health journey. So four years ago, I lost 15 kilos. Um, I didn't realize I had that much to lose. So I've been on a path of cleansing and um, just getting healthy and getting that mindset healthy and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that really helped towards uh, going and getting on this journey and basically it came down to we had one try at it we had two chances we had one try um, uh, eight years of unexplained infertility eight eggs one embryo and um, it worked the first time which is quite lucky so we've yeah that was our best Christmas ever finding out that mm. we were pregnant so we're due in August and um, having a little boy. So yeah, it's all just come into alignment really. Oh, I, I love that you actually associate it too with your journey of personal development because I'm somebody who is so passionate about, you know, I'm, I love talking about mental health and I see how it's such a big thing in today's society. And like when we don't work on, things ourselves we can we can tell ourselves certain things but our body's going to respond in such a different way so like where was that first pivot point and and what part of personal development did you enter into was it the Tony Robbins events or was it just starting with reading or podcasts or did someone mention it to you I'm really curious it actually started with um a organization called Landmark a few years back um, I'm not sure if you've heard of Landmark, but I think Tony Robbins used to do Landmark back in the day. Okay. Yep. Um, and the reason I went, so a friend of mine actually invited me along and, and she said, I've got this event and I'd had three separate conversations in the space of a month and they were all around Landmark. And I thought, and she says to me, I've got this event. I think it would really help it would help you to get your body relaxed. And if your body can relax, then maybe you'll be able to fall pregnant. And I thought, whatever this is, I need to go and check it out. And I went along 
And it, it kind of started from there. So I did Landmark for about a year um, and just completely immersed myself. And then from there ended up doing Tony Robbins, UPW. And then I've done a few of his events since, but definitely, and then from Tony Robbins, I met my coach and that's where the real work started with um, working on the, the uh, getting rid of the blockages around getting pregnant and and being able to manifest a baby and manifest the IVF working and that sort of thing. Yeah. So for people listening or um, watching this, I, I love it when it's coming from people who, who have themselves not always been that way because I think sometimes people think, oh, visualisation or meditation, yes, yeah, so what? But once we start doing these things, there's like proven studies of when we visualize or meditate, you know, whether it's opening up the energy channels, if you, if you know where to focus your energy or feeling a baby inside of you or visualizing what the baby's going to look like and, and what kind of gender it will be. And our bodies are so amazing that like, if we do that on such a consistent basis, we can receive like so many more benefits than doing nothing or having a negative mindset so there's been studies done on people doing like muscle mass testing and like weight lifting and they it showed like in a, in a short period of time the people who actually lifted the weights like increased in 50 percent muscle mass people who visualized and meditated on it actually produced like 15 to 30 percent of the muscles like being developed and people who did nothing didn't get any growth so like I'm such a huge believer in stuff like this and I think it's not until you have your own reason to need to do this like you really wanting that baby or you needing to move away from that pain or towards the pleasure that people start to step into their own growth so I yeah take my hat off to you girl and um it must Thank have you. just yeah like your husband would have just been over the moon as well because it would have felt so strange I'm not sure if you've heard of like Jenna Kutcher and everything like that because she had her own yeah yeah you yeah. should look her up because I feel like um just feel like there's going to be some sort of similar connection there but yeah she essentially had like a, her own fertility journey as well and and I think it's such an incredible um such an incredible background that you come from to be able to guide other women not through just um, stressed out teacher backgrounds but in motherhood and um, yeah like how are you finding your pregnancy so far? Uh, do you know I have to say it has actually been really good I can't really complain I had morning sickness for like one day <laughs> and so and I've had a little bit of indigestion yeah. Bubs is kicking up a storm in there even as we're talking <laughs> now I can feel I'm kicking around in there yeah um I've actually had it really good and I know a lot of people out there haven't and I can only imagine like I don't ever pretend to know what others are going through and and like even with the fertility struggle like I um I know a lot of people out there that have gone through similar stuff and I guess one of the biggest things that I'd say to people out there is don't ever pretend that you know what somebody else is going through so mm. I often go on the IVF support group pages and I'll get tagged in posts when people are asking about day three transfers and miracle stories and that sort of stuff and I just share with them and I might private message them afterwards and I'll just say 
this is your journey you feel how you you want to feel if you want to cry cry if you want to be angry be angry like do what you need to do because this is your journey and don't let anybody else take that away from you so I'm a big advocate for that as well um, but I definitely feel like that there's a saying that Tony Robbins talks about uh, what if life was happening for you not to you and it took a long time for that to sink in but I definitely feel like there's a bigger reason why it's taken so long for us to have this baby and for us to be at this point and to be able to support and share with others as well. Definitely. I've always felt that, you know, things are happening for us and, you know, to be grateful for what you have. But then as well, when you're in a time of when you're really wanting something or it's causing a lot of stress, sometimes those words, like you said, they don't, reach you in the right way until that moment like of hindsight or something like that where it's like oh I like I completely I get it I get it (laughs) um Uh and it's yeah it's such a it really is just such a a magical gift to get there so it's like like you said it's remembering that people are at various stages along the way of where they are so like when you're coming in it's it's not being judgmental and it's trying to give off your non-judgmental approach so that they can actually not judge themselves because we're so conditioned, right, to just like compare ourselves or go, oh, like, why am I not there? Why am I not this yet? And it's like, that's because it's your story and it's your path to go on. And maybe, you know, like your mess is your message and everything that you're going through now is exactly what you're meant to teach. So I'm sure that that's, probably something that came through for you once you were able to step into the like looking back and going wow this whole time this has been a gift while for eight years maybe you were resisting it or battling it (laughs) oh yeah yeah I can definitely say I was doing that yeah yeah I liked what you just said your mess is your message I can't say I've heard that quote before yeah so one of my teachers um Dean who who's on like a lot of the um the Tony Robbins stuff he often says that and I think it's just such a beautiful simple way of of explaining it because what you think is like all gross and almost it can feel like a lot of shame or guilt in that area um, or just frustration or anxiety or whatever emotion or meaning that you've attached to it it's like what if that was your superpower what if they were the people that you know you could draw in to go like you don't have to do this alone and you don't have to do it alone like I'm I might have done or thought I had to do um so I see that as being something that you do for your mama clients I'm assuming that you just have a lot like all of your clients are female but I'd be curious to know whether you draw in any of like the male side of stuff um that yeah the masculine energy yeah so I've had one male client um and then I have worked with three so I'm really new to the coaching realm so I've got three clients that two of them have been mums but like I said in my bio there's been like health relationships money mindset and goal setting and career those are the five main areas that they've come to me and funnily enough none of them are stressed out teachers (laughs) Yes, they're all teachers in their own right and their own roles and their own jobs as well yeah so it's quite interesting 
Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you is that when you, so for a while, actually, how long did you find yourself in the process of like the visualization or clearing the blockages and then you got pregnant? I would love to know how long that took, that process, but then also if you continued that um, like practice moving forward or whether you've just kind of moved on to other things that are important now or whether you have like yeah a daily meditation or visualization practice um so I I guess I'm just trying to think back it must have been maybe around March of last year so I did a lot of like timeline therapy with one of my coaches and um visualization and I'm just trying to think um Maria Piers I think her name is um, she was uh, some of her uh, YouTube clips. Um, oh, Marissa Piers, sorry. I'll put um, I'll text it through as well. But she yeah. had some really good um, visualizations for getting pregnant, and it was really in depth. So I did a lot of her stuff, um, and then I did a I actually did a vision board uh, to get pregnant, and really and one of the things that I found was to actually get really really specific. Yeah. So like, for example, there was like the pregnant belly, there was like a newborn baby with a dad, we've got a ginger cat. So there was like a newborn baby with a ginger cat. Yes. It was like, all I want for Christmas is two pink lines. And so <laughs> that was up like every day so that I could see that um, after getting pregnant, it was just, I, I haven't kept up with practices, but I, um, I do like often do different meditations but I, I do it more intuitively now as opposed to a daily practice yeah I love it how amazing is just the feeling of like certainty that you would have had when you're putting together the vision board as well of like getting certainty so grounded within your body that it was going to happen and then just seeing it unfold behind like before you it's just like yeah, people talk of miracles, yeah. but they just, they literally can happen if you get in your mind, like you create your reality in your mind. And I'm sure that, yeah, we speak the same language there. So um, that just. It's funny you should say that because there was um, my group that I was part of, my um, mastermind group that I was part of at the time, one of the coaches, Dan, he actually said to me, he was like, no, it's going to happen. She, no, it is, it is what it is. She's, she's going to be pregnant. It, that's just it. There's no other way. And actually in that, I had people come to me and they'd be like, oh, you know, it's IVF. You've got to, um, you've got to be realistic. And I'd actually say to them, actually, no, you can park that negativity over there. I know you mean well, but actually yeah. I don't want to hear that whether they thought I was being naive or whatever I was like I'm not having that energy in the space and and um yeah pushed all that to one side and if if it didn't work out then we'd deal with it but it did and we're here now so it's exciting it's exciting times it is it's so um <laughs> People are so funny. It reminds me of the um, the Asian proverb of like, it's this little story about, you know, where people on looking, they're just always looking at what other people are doing and they go, oh, like, you're so lucky for this. And there's this old Asian farmer and he's like, well, maybe. And then other events keep happening and then they go, oh, poor you. I'm so sorry this happened. He's like, well, maybe. 
And then, you know, something else happens in a situation like, oh, well, you're so lucky because of this. And it's like this constant battle between you're so lucky and I'm so jealous of your life to, oh, thank God I'm not having your life. But then they come back in when you're doing well. And it's like, oh, I always knew you were going to get pregnant, Jules. And it's like, no, like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I knew I was going to get pregnant and yeah. you can, but yeah, it's, it's not like having the ego drawn into it, but I just find people genuinely quite funny because like, I, I feel like I can step back and laugh at it or take it a little bit less seriously when you can, I guess, when you can understand other people's ways of um, communicating or trying to connect with you. And it's like, but like what I love that you said is like, you had to draw that almost that emotional tie or that boundary with certain people that might've even been really close to you at the time as well of like, I actually can't deal with anything um, negative because it's going to create more blockages, which in, is the whole reason that, you know, you, you, you weren't getting pregnant and um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, a lot of like, I mean, you just mentioned boundaries and boundaries has definitely come up because I guess throughout this whole process, whether you're on a personal development journey, whether you're on, um this like whether I've been on this IVF journey or whatever it's been like you definitely and I guess you found it too as you would have um people come in and out of your life or as you grow people break away and it's not to say that it's a bad thing but it's just yeah definitely boundaries and people falling away from friendship circles and that sort of stuff that's definitely been big over the last few years as well yeah I have mm. are you someone who has like struggled with boundaries in terms of like when you have like that mama kind of energy I know that it's it's very easy to want to help everyone around you and even being a school teacher it's it's everyone almost at the expense of yourself and I yeah if you could just touch on that I'd love to hear yeah so for years, I stayed in jobs too long because I stayed for the wrong reason. I stayed for the mm -hmm. kids and not for myself and my mm -hmm. mental health stuff because of it. And a few years um, before I got on my health journey, a few years ago, I decided to finally leave my teaching job, like the permanent side of it and go yeah. relief teaching. And that was massive because that took two years for me actually saying it to actually doing it. Um, I, I found myself again because I was ready to leave the career that I loved and I didn't have a backup plan um, and I had to do it for myself and then also with that um, around family and friends and toxic relationships and, and that sort of thing like boundaries has definitely come about but especially the last I'd say 18 months to two years there's like can I swear on here definitely <laughs> when I read that in your bio I was like mm, she's my kind of girl <laughs> um I've, I've definitely now more so lately um got a no fucks given like kind of yeah I guess like when it comes to my own mental health when it comes to my the health of me and my baby and and my complete family unit at the moment like anything else that's that's not in that yep off you go out um, yeah yeah and and I guess as a mum and I've had it for ages um yeah I think it's that that um that mama bear I guess coming out and if you come 
for my family or you come for me then watch out kind of thing like not in a bad way but just in a protective kind of way you're just protecting yourself and your own mental health and well-being and stuff like that and isn't it amazing like with everything that we've learned in in the personal development that we've done whether we've done similar stuff or not um when you're serving something bigger than yourself how much you put into that like as soon as you know that energy's come in that you're protecting a little one that's like growing in your belly like how that just switches on of like it's an absolute non-negotiable for some things whereas when it's just yourself a lot of people I know can step into feeling like oh well it's selfish or I don't deserve this time to do this or I I shouldn't say no I just keep pottering on but when it's serving a bigger picture it's like well it's so much easier than to step out of ourselves, isn't it definitely like definitely earlier on in the teaching career I was always the yes 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 person like I was always putting my hand up for everything and that's where I got burnt out and I guess going through the personal development you recognize the the triggers and the things that you used or the patterns that used to happen and now it's okay to say no and now it's actually not selfish it's actually and you hear it from people but you have to get to that point yourself that's definitely what I found yeah totally and I love that because I think it's yeah we can so easily want people to be exactly where we are and you know once you've moved through it you understand why the people that might have been saying it to you before and you didn't get it were saying it because of how it feels to really move through that but also just remembering that everybody they're just so at their own pace. And it's like, yes, you can be that person who can guide them to the next spot and really lift them up or break them out of their comfort zone. But to also remember to be kind and gentle in the process because often people don't even know their own shit that's going on inside. Like you, like, you know, when you're talking about, you didn't even know that there was problems that was going on inside your own body. Like you, like a fit, like, female and you know your partner I'm sure it's like nothing seems like it's actually wrong but when there's all of this conditioning from when we've been little or things that we've gone through our bodies hold so much emotion from past stories past relationships and um yeah it's huge like I, I got told a lot that I had blockages, but whenever I had tests and stuff, there was actually no physical blockages. And it wasn't until I started doing this work that I realized that there was emotional blockages. So it was like, the, as you said, the stories that you tell yourself, like I remember a time when, my, when I was 16 and my mum said to me, oh, you know, if you got pregnant tomorrow, I'd know you make a good mum. And I'd be like, why are you putting that on me and so that was an emotional blockage or throw away comments because you've had a hard day at work working with the kids and and things like why why would I ever want to have children and that was another emotional blockage and there was all of these things layer upon layer upon layer and it wasn't until I started to like do the work and the timeline therapy and a whole bunch of other stuff that I could actually um you know, unravel all of that and decondition, I guess, um, a lot of those stories and and a lot of those things that were placed upon you that a lot of times is um, unconscious as well. Absolutely. It's, it's pretty amazing how deep it runs, isn't it? Like, it, you know, when you uncover stuff and you, 
when you're sitting there or doing the work, like you said, you start clearing back. It's like if you were to wipe a mirror and you get that first layer off and then you're like, oh, wait, like there's actually grosser bits or like bits that are stuck on the mirror now and I've really got to get that off. And once you get that, yes, exactly. I literally just wiped <laughs> off my whiteboard before we jumped on our call. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, even on the whiteboard, you, you wipe it down clean and then there's like some little bits that are still like, stuck on there and you it's not until yeah. you wipe off that first layer that you can actually see even those tiny little bits that I, I don't want to call them imperfections they're just parts of the story really um okay. and it's why it's so important to continue to do the work because you get stronger in your ability to like use the skills that you know you're learning and it's like oh, okay like light bulb moment I get that like that was the right time for this but you know, then there's times where stories come up and you're like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like the yeah. words that you were saying to yourself, it seems so innocent. Um, but a lot of the, like the posts that I've been doing this week has been around the power of language and, and communication. And it's not just the verbal words that we speak, but it's like our mental patterns as well. And if you're oh, like... It's just huge, like, because I think that most diseases start in the mind and it's like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure you're the same. <laughs> yeah, it definitely has made me show up differently as a teacher as well. Like, I notice more so in the last couple of years, the type of language that I use with the children and the type of, you know, how I show up for them and that sort of stuff. And I remember, I think it was like the week before last when the supermoon happened like I was not like everything was happening and I was just losing my shit and crying at work in the office and I just knew that I had to get out of there and I'm so thankful that I've got a really good team and they just pulled it together and they said you go you do what you need to do and I literally just had to walk out go practice my meditation go sit down the beach and mm -hmm. and just do the things that I'd been um, not doing and not focusing on that I needed to do and I think sometimes we push that to one side as well or you or again the stories you tell yourself no 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 I've just got to meet this deadline or whatever and I knew that it wasn't serving me but I was resisting it and I just literally lost it and had to just get out of there so it was really cool that I was able to do that um and then just get myself right again and then be able to show up for work the next day and be myself again. That's so, um, that's so remarkable to be that vulnerable. And like, yeah. whereas, you know, it can be so easy to step into the masculine energy there and just be like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And then, you know, you lead to burnout or um, yep. not feeling happy. And it's like this up and down swing of life that doesn't feel enjoyable and it's like oh we're here again and here again and every month or two weeks it just happens and it was a really full moon by the way it was a really intense oh, kind of energy oh, everyone was so so many things were happening and I'm yeah call me the weird moon lady but it feels like actually everybody that I spoke to that whole week crap was just hitting the fan and the walls for, for yeah. so many people <laughs> um, I don't know much about the moon cycles but one thing I did hear is that there was like 
a breakdown of communication and it, that's exactly what was going on with work stuff at that time um, but it was quite yeah it was quite interesting to to get snippets of that and then for it to all sort of make sense and go okay it's not just me I'm not just losing the plot it is something <laughs> bigger <laughs> Oh, I'll have to share with you some of the the moon stuff because I, I structure a lot of my business work around the moon, like in terms of when it's yes. best to to talk to people or have these kinds of interviews or when it's best to do like your finances or your blogging and all of that. Because yeah, it's yeah. so awesome. Um, I'll be down. Yeah, you'd love it. Um, and I feel yeah. like it it works really well for women because it also goes with like the hormonal cycles too. Yeah. Um, and it's just for me, it makes a lot of sense. For some people, it might just be like, eh, but it's something that I've been doing for years and only more so like more dedicated this year. I've come across a lot of incredible teachers that are like, oh, like this isn't just made up stuff. Like I feel it. Like I, I feel myself change throughout the month. I feel when it would be like the most appropriate time to be doing certain things for business. Like there's not always times that I feel energetic to talk to people and and to realize that that is okay um but when you're working for somebody else like in education or any other job you kind of feel like you're required to put on a face or you know it doesn't seem okay if you've got your period to go look I'm scheduling three days of no rest no technology and it's like well sometimes that's just not acceptable for the work that you do um but I guess that's why it's awesome when you know you become your own boss and you get to you get to make your schedule and that's why I just like get so pumped about this because you don't only get to make your own schedule but you get to guide others to do the same to set themselves up to I guess understand themselves so that they can help other people because yeah that's been a huge thing for me and um and I think when we get clear on that, it's it's much easier to like listen or want to hear other people's stories as well. I think also in the coaching realm, what I one thing I found along those lines as well is like when if you know that you're not going to be present or you're not feeling it or whatever, it's actually like being able to be open and transparent with the people that you're working with and to be able to say, hey, look, can we reschedule? um and that sort of thing and same for them as if, if it's not working for them like that's where that's where the flexibility comes in too which is amazing that's what I love about this part of the, the role is is the intuitiveness side of yeah. things as well yeah so like I know you've mentioned that you've got coaches that's been really in the last year or so year to 18 months um and that seems to be a real guider of where you're going with your coaching stuff but I'd love to know your other role models or teachers along the way that that are people that you still look to for guidance or that you know at some point in your life they were a huge part of the journey that you're on now yeah um so definitely Tony Robbins in there and um Fraser Brooks I know you've I've heard yeah. you talk about him too so definitely in the network marketing space um because I part of before coaching and things um definitely dabble in the network marketing space as well Amazing. um I'm just trying to think there's so many there's so many I've got so many books on the go um there's a lady called Peter Kelly who I listened to a lot of her stuff and she's got a book called earth is hiring which I can send you Ooh. 
the links to those as well I'd I'd reckon that you'd be really into her stuff um who else uh Rebecca Campbell and um she did uh Light is the New Black and Rise Sister Rise um and I read those after Peter Cam um Peter Kelly and they just spoke to me, those two books. And I ended up with the, with the um, Oracle card decks. Oh, yes. Can we yeah. pick one? Yeah, which one? The right, uh, your left hand. Oh, they're both so pretty. But I was drawn to that one. Yeah, work your light. That one? Yeah. Okay, cool. So I've, I'm only really new to the cards. My mum's really into um tarot and and oracle cards but i i guess like anything it's just intuitive yeah and I just yeah um but yeah definitely rebecca campbell i've heard that uh, name a lot of times i feel like i know yeah. her but i've i've written it down i'll include it in the show notes as well because it's yeah. always nice to have resources for people to draw upon definitely yeah as soon as i read her book and then I um <clears throat> and then I I just cried like I read that book in three days and I just felt like it spoke to my soul and that I actually that everything that I had been working towards or um or had been told I guess like growing up mum was really spiritual and she was really into readings and and um the spiritual world whereas we grew up Catholic and that was always said to us that that was like not um like that was the devil's work or that and we never really got to experience it and it's only in the last couple of years being surrounded by people that are into all of that and um I guess it opened your eyes up to it that I've actually sort of embraced it a bit more as well yeah and being a bit more um guided through it or by it hmm. whatever you want to call it yeah I love sure. it I've got Piles the um, left, middle, and right. Which one? I'm thinking the middle to represent the present. Okay, cool. I'll pop that on top, and then I'll spread the cards. This is how I normally do it. I don't know if it's the right way or. I, I love that everyone it. has their own way. Like I, I do it differently all the time. So I always yeah. am just like, yes, do it how you want. <laughs> I've sort of spread it. I'll see if I can, if you can see. Oh, yeah. um, can we go the 13th card along? Can you count the, From the left or the right? From your left. Okay. my favorite number deep replenishment retreat rest and be held oh yes so that is awesome because we're coming up to the new moon on friday and that is a time of like rest and this is where when we're talking about business and the hormone cycles and everything even though you're pregnant and you're not getting your cycle the body's still like can be in tune with what is happening with nature so it's like it's coming to that time of darkness in the sky which is actually a really um really great time to rest and 
restore yourself. So it's like not a great time to be booking a lot of business stuff. It's not a great time to be doing a lot of like outward energy. It's like actually just go inward, have baths, use your oils if you have like essential oils or anything. Um, and just take that time to be a little bit more reflective or even a bit more creative. So I know that I tend to get very creative in writing around that time. So just observe yourself like over the weekend and see what your energy's like. Like it's been quite a, a peak of energy lately, but then it can just drop off immediately to go like, oh, like I just feel like I cannot people or life at the moment. <laughs> so just notice yourself um yeah and how you feel this week I'd be curious um, yeah I'll give you an update I'm I'm um looking at the calendar up on the wall going yeah I've got nothing planned for next weekend so I think oh. I'll just leave it at that <laughs> did you want me to read the card or shall I just send it to you yeah read it out stuff it okay, cool. <laughs> it says deep replenishment retreat rest be held the most selfless thing that you can do is fill up your own inner well. When we are running around half filled, we subconsciously look to things and people around us to give us the nourishment and nurturing that we so deeply crave. Nothing can grow in barren lands. You are no good to anyone if you are running on empty. The feminine is bountiful, fertile and rich. Tend to your own well and watch as the amount you, give, you have to give multiplies. If your inner well isn't full, you will find yourself craving from things outside, from the outside world to fill it. This is our body's instinctive way of reaching for the grounding and nurturing that we are not allowing ourselves. What nourishes you? What refuels your body? What is a nectar for your soul? What brings you back to life? What is your secret medicine? What makes you feel abundant and fertile, overspilling with life? It may be gardening, arranging flowers, getting a massage, using luxurious essential oils, snuggling up on the couch, hiking, sipping a good cup, um, a good coffee at your favourite cafe, attending a women's circle, reading about sacred sites, spontaneous bike rides, walking along the beach, or yin yoga. What nourishes you is your medicine. When you give yourself the medicine that you need to be nourished, you nourish all those around you for there is more than enough to go around. Do something that replenishes you today. That is awesome. Yep. That's definitely like, oh, I love that. You feel like a soul sister. That's what my sister and I yeah. do with like animal cards or the oracle cards. And it's fun when you do it like randomly too of like, it can be something that you do every day, but it's nice when you like feel into it or it just comes up in conversation like that of like, oh, like I actually really needed that today. I needed to hear that. And I yeah. just really appreciate that, Jules. It's, um, yeah, it's like getting, being given permission to rest or to just yeah. chill because I know that, yeah. you know, in when you're working, just working in general, even if it's, <clears throat> pardon me, with your own business or, um, any other job it, it can be you know so easy to just keep going and then come home and do the cooking and be doing 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 and it's like actually just you're not gonna like miss out on anything if you have a cup of tea and put your feet up for 10 minutes um, the light like life will go on the sun will rise and fall and like you will get what you need to done in the end even if it's a little bit later than you might have planned but I always know I feel so much better when I just take a, a pocket to sit 
breathe and just chill for a second. <laughs> yeah, my, my workmates are good at that. They're good at reminding me to do that because at work I'm the go, go, go person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but now I'm now I'm making the most of when they tell me to chill, I, I go and take five and go have that cup of tea and put my feet up. Good girl. Now with the plan for your, <clears throat> pardon me, your business moving forward, um, is that going to be, are you going to be transitioning from working as a school teacher to like having your baby and then just doing your coaching moving forward from that? Or do you feel like it's going to be back into the school work? Um, so the plan, the ultimate goal that I have at the moment is I've given myself, so I'm, I'm leaving work at the end of July um, I'll still be doing coaching while I'm on maternity leave with a couple of clients and mm-hmm. just doing a lot of like intuitiveness around planning and seeing where I need to bring that up but obviously embracing being a mama and um, and just and just feeling into it but the ultimate goal is um, I, I go back and I think it's March next year to work for a, about a year but by the end of that year when I go back to work the plan is to be coaching full-time so that I can be a stay-at-home mom and have that flexibility. Yeah. But initially, initially have to go back to work for a short while, but eventually transition out into coaching and, and doing other things as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What is like... I've rounded off about 20 years of teaching by the time wow. I go back. Yeah. But so. I feel like teaching is such a role, like like you said, you don't have to just be in a school setting. It's like teaching is, you'll be teaching as a mum, you'll be teaching yeah. for the rest of your life. And it's like, that is such yeah. a, a cool thing to embrace that and go, it doesn't matter where you are or who you're with. It's like, you'll be teaching regardless. And I think, definitely, yeah, that's cool. That was, I think there was a huge transition too, is to, is to get that mindset shift that you, like one thing I learned early on in the teaching career was that you never, ever, ever stop learning. And that's always been embedded. But teaching doesn't have to look like it does in the traditional sense. Definitely. For sure. Jules, just to to wrap it up, um, you've answered a lot of, of like, you know, who your role models and teachers are and even like the resource side of stuff. But what is like your where would where would people find you on a day off if you if like money wasn't an issue location wasn't you know didn't matter how you got there like what would you be doing and where would you be and why for me I guess this question's been asked so many times but for me it would be playing with the kids it would be going to a yoga class it would be walk it would be like walks along the beach um that sort of thing so just really chilled out no expectation just I guess uh, the other thing is just being able to get in the car and drive somewhere and just because I can and just packing the family up and going on a holiday yeah it's going to be the three of you very soon girl definitely definitely oh yeah it's been it's been so awesome actually getting to chat to you and I like my family and I, well, my sister, um, her partner and my partner, we're all coming to New Zealand on Friday for a week. So um, I think it's 
it's just crazy because for some reason when we connected I thought that you lived in Western Australia and it's just like oh like this is what I love about being able to use technology to connect with people from all parts of the world so I, I super appreciate your time and energy for just showing up here to share your story to add value to others and um, yeah I've certainly loved getting to see your face and not just hear your voice so I feel like yeah. I have even now like a deeper connection I'm like oh like I, I want to know more and, and we will probably have to do another episode to just touch base maybe after Bob if that's a good time yeah, sure. or fit for you yeah. Um, and yeah I'm just a huge advocate too of when I get people on here, if they've been telling me that they've got things that they want to do, I want to hold them accountable to that as well. So even if it's like a year later, it's like, tell me about that. Tell me how life's going now and checking in, yeah, you know. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. It's interesting that um, I've got two Tony Robbins events coming up, but because they're virtual, I have one with a three-week-old or two-and-a-half-week-old and one with a three-month-old by that stage. So I'm doing Life Mastery in September and uh, date with destiny in December so that's going to be interesting yeah. <laughs> is that what, yeah. when you'd send a voice message and you would ask them if you could um do it at a later date or something yeah I did um and that's in person but because I will be going back to work around that time of some of the dates that they had available and I'd have to fly to Fiji um I thought no I'll just stick to the virtual at this stage Yep. and then just and then just go with it with the time difference and with bubs and yeah if you really want it you'll make it happen I feel like that's the mic drop I was going to say do you have any closing words but I feel like that is it like if you do you will when, where there's a will there's a way as they say and I, I love that um where can yep. people actually reach out to you because I connected with you on Facebook and I'll include this yep. in the show notes for our viewers and listeners but if you just let cool. them know where it's best, um, if they want to access you just to chat, but also for your coaching services as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I can um, text you my email address and um, also Instagram, JulesNZ with a capital N, capital Z, 87. Um, and just on Facebook, Julia Dijon. Perfect. Yay. Cool. This Yay. has been awesome, beautiful soul. And we will continue to stay in touch anyway. Um, and this will be uploaded tomorrow at this stage, which is super exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, if there Yay. is anything else that you want to say, just um, go ahead, girly. Otherwise, we'll wrap it up and call it an episode, I reckon. I think that's everything. I thought we've covered quite a bit. We have. So yeah, if you if you feel like your story has resonated with Jules and you, whether it was in like the teaching or the stress or like not knowing where your next step is and you kind of share that similar story with fertility even or maybe it's fertility issues. Jules said earlier that she's got a private Facebook group as well that she'll be able to put you um, in touch with that if something that, if that's speaking to you at the moment because there's no reason to be hiding in your room not telling anybody when there's somebody beautiful as Jules that you know can get back to you via message and um and I'm sure that even if she's busy and doesn't get back right away that she'll do her best to um to get you in there and get you all sorted um and if you can't for some reason find Jules's details just message me and I can get in contact with her and and organize that for you so 
yeah awesome yay and yeah listeners let us know what you found most valuable let us know what you want to hear more of um, because I will get Jules back on here at some point and we'll have another chat so yay thank you beauty I've really appreciated chatting to you oh good thank you thanks for having me so welcome Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Halo Effect podcast. I really enjoyed recording it and I truly hope that you feel lighter, more inspired and that it really has added value to you or maybe somebody that you shared it with. Keep tuning in and please subscribe, like and share this episode or the episode that you love the most on your social media page and tag me in it and I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if you're not on the social media train, that's cool. Just reach out to me via text or email and I'll get back to you there. The more feedback that you continue to give, the more value I can continue to give back to you. And with that, I'm signing out with oceans of love and light. Loth.